Cool. Okay, well, cool. so welcome to the mentor issue at the Beehive. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of fun. So why don't you introduce yourself and we can record, you know, who you are, what's your story, a little bit of that. Okay. So I'm Jennifer Earthley and who I am is a mother and a, an entrepreneur and um, a former drinker. Oh, okay. <laughs> former and um, a fitness enthusiast. Ah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool way to define yourself. So what are you doing nowadays? So now I have a business with a partner in employee engagement and culture change. We work cultural change. Yeah, culture change inside big companies. So um, I've been really fortunate in my career to work for ad agencies, which always have had mm -hmm. a great culture, right? And um, uh, we've applied, my business partner and I, Amy Gwynn, have applied the same principles around consumer marketing and advertising, having real conversations with consumers, um, creating an emotional connection with words and pictures. We use that inside big companies to help change the culture. It's almost like doing, it's almost like a marketing campaign inside a company, but it's um, less to sell something um, and more to change behavior, to drive okay. people towards the company objectives are and who inspired you to do that I mean this is the mentor issue so how do you end up with that idea um, and who inspired to, you know, that, to take that path yeah good question so um, I've always been inspired by creative people um, I mm. was first exposed to creative people when I was in my early 20s so wasn't particularly creative in high school. I didn't have any, I went to kind of a working class high school in Minneapolis. And um, uh, my parents aren't particularly creative people. They're, my dad worked for Enterprise and retired from there. And my mom was um, kind of in administrative roles her whole life. Um, my brother was a very creative person, um, but not in the traditional sense. So nobody had any formal creative training. Um, but when I started, when I got into the workforce, I kind of fell into a role in a marketing company, and I met a commercial photographer who did some work for us okay. in St. Louis here. And he showed me just a totally different world, like shooting, not just shooting pictures, which was creative but the studio environment and how you talk to clients and um, working with people in advertising commercial art and so I remember thinking who was the name of the, this person I mean, Brian Coleman you know okay. Brian Coleman he's a stateless photographer and then I started working with Michael Eastman yeah big so, friend. yeah yeah so I was his I was his rep for a couple of years and really oh, that's mm -hmm. a small world yeah <laughs> Michael yeah. brought me here to this project Oh, really? Because yeah. of the work he did in Cuba? Because of the work he did in Cuba, I mean, talking about mentors, right? Yeah. Um, we met in a gallery at one of his shows about Havana. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is this? How is this possible that exists in St. Louis? So we got connected at some point. Um, you know, we just lost touch. And yeah. then one day he launched this book that he did about Cuba. And then I saw the book, I think it was in L magazine or somewhere, and I, I, I text him. I, I sent an email to him and say, hey, how come this book is out there and I'm not a designer? <laughs> so he replied in 20 minutes and he said, let's come to, you know, you know this place, Brennan's? 
uh, in the center of West End, uh, come over. You know, in 20 minutes I'll be there. So it was 5 p.m. and yeah. uh, he introduced me to this place and this culture. You know, going back to what you do. Right. Um, and you know, it just opened the whole city for me. This That's was so that was the awesome. moment when I really arrived to St. Louis. How long? After that, been, it was really me. How long have you been in St. Louis? Ten years. Okay. But you are my, you know, subject, so it's oh, not so about I me, it's about you. <laughs> so why, why do you think is this important thing about culture? You know, because I mean, I work for a big corporation as well. Uh -huh. And one of the things that I'm a designer, so I, one of the things I feel and I, I really am a big advocate for is design as a way to shift culture, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and how people, you know, work-life balance and and how you we tell our stories and how we create these environments where people can thrive. Right. Is that what you do? Yeah, I will exactly. hire you for that. Exactly. Well, actually, we do some work with your company. Oh, that's cool. Um, but the, um, I think the when you ask me who my mentor was, I think it's been a series of creative people that have kind of been my mentors. Shapes your yeah. path. But I didn't really like even now just just articulating that. I I've not really thought that until you asked me that question. Mm -hmm. um, I would say my. If you were to ask me who my mentors were, I mm -hmm. would have more traditional answers to that. But because you started with, what do you do? What are you doing now? Mm -hmm. um, then that made I'm more not a good reporter. Yeah, you are. Answers. That was a good question because I just to start cold with that with the mentor question would have been um, mm -hmm. a different answer. You would have gotten a different answer. But not to say that that, that it's not all not true. It's all it is all true. Mm -hmm. But I think the more traditional ones have been. I had a professor in college. Uh, Dr. Langton, I went to Westminster College for a couple of years, and um, he was just a super inspiring guy. And um, to, like he, he's a he's a liberal, um, he's a Democrat, but he taught me that um, the one thing that stuck with me. He said, "Everybody wants better roads and bridges, but nobody wants to pay for it. So everybody drives." Mm -hmm. That's Everybody right. takes advantage of the infrastructure, but nobody wants to pay for it kind of thing. So that always stuck with me, and, and I've applied that thinking to other things. Like, sure, I want this, but am I willing to pay for it? Am I willing to give up my money to pay for it? So anyway, that's a side note. No, but that's a, no, no, that's a great, actually, comment. You know, is that what you do? You build bridges? Yeah. You know? Right, right, yeah. You pay those roads for companies to, you know, thrive? Yeah. That's cool. I like okay. that. I like that. I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> See, inspired by a creative person. So I think, so even though creatives, um, I, well, I should say, I was going to say even though creatives drive me crazy because I, I haven't I haven't said that yet. Let me back up. So no, we, it's fine, actually. So That's a good people, thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> creative people drive me crazy because I don't, um, I've lived my, most of my life in, with, in this sort of box, you know, um, what I should do, what's the right thing to do, um, what, is, what are the things that are socially acceptable or culturally acceptable, or what would my parents want me to do? And I've, I've lived kind of right here, and then I have moments of breaking out, and usually um, it's very risky, it can, mm -hmm. it can be very risky behavior. And creative people live above that line consistently and so I think their highs and lows are less pronounced than people who live in a very tight space. Oh, so you think that creative people have a higher risk tolerance because yes. their creative minds are set up for that? Yes. But at the same time, you know, how come creative people really struggle a lot in cultures where 
there's no time for our crazy, right? So is that where you come in? Is that, you know, do you, is, it, it is your job to shape those cultures to, for companies to embrace creativity with better risk tolerance? Is that what you do? Yeah, so, so we, Amy and I, in our business, we believe that, we know, it's not a belief, it's we know that change happens all the time. Every single day, the personalities change, the business changes, the markets change, outside influences, inside influences, everything's changing all the time. It's like traffic. Mm -hmm. When you're driving down King's Highway, cars are moving, there, you, it's, there's no way to predict anything yeah. even with a turn signal. That's right? the only constant, change. Yes, change. So we help companies get into the mindset of there is no end goal. It is all about managing change all along the way. So you have a goal and you drive towards it, but there's going to be tons of influences and it's how you handle that, how you creatively respond to those things, um, what type of, and that, and that takes a special kind of mindset because if you have people in your organization that are on an assembly line and they're building it this way constantly, but when change comes in, then they don't know what to do. So to me, the best companies are accepting of change and embracing change and driving it themselves. So can you be a mentor for those companies? Since we're talking about the mentor theme. Well, can I personally be a mentor or can my company be a mentor? Or yeah, like, you know, can you personally, well, you know, you're your company, that's your passion, that's your thing, that's who you yes. are right now, right? Yes. So, so I mean, I would assume that, you know, that you will be this inspiring force yeah. for people to yeah. really embrace change, mm -hmm. embrace a more creative culture. Am I Yeah, right? no, absolutely. And I think what we're trying to do is educate people on it, inspire people to do it, inspire people to then take it on and do it inside their companies. Because if I go in and run a program, mm -hmm. and then every six weeks they expect me to come back and run that same program and teach their people how to do it, it's not genuine because I'm the one that's doing it. But if I teach people how to do it and they then they take off and do it themselves, okay. then it's more sustainable because those are people that are so already you're teaching the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Cool. Basically. That's awesome. So I think I've had I've been fortunate to work for some really great companies that have this amazing culture. Like who? Like Rogers Townsend. So mm -hmm. Amy and I worked together at RT, and it was started by Tim Rogers, Tom Townsend, who had worked for big agencies and knew what they wanted to do different in, with their own agency. Mm -hmm. And they were all about, are, I shouldn't say were, um, they are all about culture. So building a company with their values and principles and driving that home every single day with every single employee. And I worked in human resources there, so I was expected to articulate that for new hires and try to find people that kind of fit our culture and that were gonna be um, successful mm -hmm. inside that company. And it was very creatively driven. It is very creatively driven. And that's the kind of culture they wanted and that's what we did. So Amy and I worked together, that's where we met, was at that agency and it was, um, it's just known for having a great culture. Everybody in mm -hmm. town knows that they're an awesome place to work. So you know other agencies in town, like the creative agencies, or which do you think has the best culture in town? Like, like a place where you say like, oh, that company is really well known and well driven because they have an amazing creative culture. They have an amazing, yeah. 
Do you have, do you have some names? Um, so I think that there are so many new, young, small companies that probably have amazing cultures that I've probably never even heard right. of. Right, but the ones you know. Yeah, so I would say for sure RT is up there, I think. But um, so I booked at Manifest, okay. which had, it was a very different culture though. So it was way more digitally forward thinking, leading edge, digital technology, and that had its own culture, mm-hmm. very, very interesting culture. Um, trying to think who else would have would be known for great culture. Somewhere like a cool fire, right? They they do they're they're constantly yeah. in the news and in the media. Yeah. yeah, they're constantly innovating, creating different types of companies to address different types of the market, etc. They've got this the you know cool fire solutions, which does apps for the military. Mm-hmm. Um, who knew that that existed? You know, so I think the the definition of creative um, has expanded a lot. It's not just about advertising. This isn't mad. No, absolutely. Anymore. Yeah, I don't come from the advertising world at all. My yeah. first job in St. Louis was at Kiki Robata. Well, it was Fleshman, shortly. Okay. And then I moved to Kiki Robata, and I yeah. worked there for eight years. And that was oh, an amazing culture. Yeah. Like, very, like, global, cosmopolitan, mm-hmm. diverse, in, a, well, in the Kiko best being, sense. Well, you know the name yeah, and the name. driving the whole thing. Yeah. But I also, you know, I've been able to experience other agencies in town. Toki. Uh, yeah, I did Toki, great, great. Uh, Atomic Dust, I would say, is one of the top best, you know. They spend time here, driven. right? Yeah, they, yeah. They, wanna, they, they, they give a lot of time to the community, to the greater community. Yeah. They serve well for the AIGA committee. And that's a place where, like, say, you know, amazing things will come from that. Because they have a great place. It's a place you enjoy to be there. Right. And, right. and you have that energy that is also, it's amazing. What about the two guys that started Strange Donuts? One of them was in advertising, right? I don't know them that well. But, okay. you know, that's an amazing, they have a great personality. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think they're going to do amazing things. Corey well. somebody, I don't know how to pronounce Yeah, I think that. St. Louis has a lot of potential for that. I mean, and at the same time, you know, we are sitting in the middle of the country. So it's like... It's like by default, people expect cool things to happen outside of here. Uh-huh. So you know, I think people—if people like you could help with your company to uh-huh. spark, you know, a revolution of you know, yeah. let's rethink how we perceive ourselves and the things we could do together. It's funny because I didn't grow up in St. Louis. You didn't either, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm a tour foreign. It's it's like there's this um, thing about St. Louis. You know, the, the, all the stereotypes around the high schools and chip on the shoulder and all that yeah. stuff and I, I haven't really found I haven't found that to be I think pe- I think a lot of people in St. Louis love St. Louis oh you know I me too you know I've been serving I serve as in the AIGA committee the, yeah. the American Geographic Arts yeah. yeah for two years now and I, I'm like some, most of the time I'm like what are you talking about this is an amazing city here uh-huh. yeah I used to rep illustrators too so oh, when, really? I, when I repped photographers then I um went away and sold printing for a little while and then came back and repped illustrators. And most of my illustrators were out of town, but there were a few that were in town. Hmm. Um, Ted Wright, Chris Sharp, um, Gene Probert. So you really know creative. Actually, you know, you are the type of people that grounds creatives. You know, you understand the mindset, right? Yeah. So you understand the mindset, you understand the things that moves us, you know, the passions behind our creative juices, you know? And the things are going to put us down. So I bet you, you know, if you come from that background, it's interesting. Well, I think that's why I got hired at RT to do the recruiting, because I understood the creative mindset. Got it. Um, And 
even though it drove me crazy sometimes, <laughs> um, I could I could be a friend, I could be an enforcer if I had to, you yep. know, and then go back and be a friend again, you know. All right, so I think this is a great setting. Yeah, right? yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I think we did a great job here for the first edition of uh, uh, the Beehive Sticky Business. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you talk. <laughs> I'm funky, especially with wine. Yo te podría hablar en español, sería mucho más interesante, pero pero nadie lo va a entender. I can speak in Spanish, but you know. I have no idea what that means. What I didn't I even say, take Spanish in high school. Well, yeah, the thing is, you know, you know, you have to, I have to wear my bilingual hat. So. Right, right. So, uh, you came from Cuba to St. Louis first? No, I, I, okay. I met my wife in Havana um, in 2003. Okay. I was a designer of the many magazines, like three magazines. One of them was the Cuban Gazette, which is like the New Yorker. The second one was the um, theater magazine, it's called Conjunto. It's a magazine for, um, it is still, a magazine for Latin American theater. Oh. And a third magazine that was, you know, smaller in terms of like, um, it was my third freelance thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the magazine for the uh, National Ballet Company. Oh. You say and ballet? Ballet, yeah. Uh, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a ballet. <laughs> ballet, whatever, ballet, uh, whatever, uh, yeah, pronunciation is always funky, uh, and that's why I met my wife, she was a student uh, in the ballet company, she was coming from the States, oh, and speaking of mentors, you know, she was a great, she became a great mentor in my to life, to you, yeah, is she, and she's American, she became, she was raised in the States, but okay. um, uh, she's not American, she was born in Venezuela, Oh. And then, then after a year, she told me that she was not a ballerina. She was a shrink. She was taking ballet classes for just for fun. And I was like, "Tell me more about that." <laughs> Did you have her lay down on a couch? Well, you know boy, that, you know I lay down in so many places. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you know that stereotype? Yes, the yes. psychiatrist she and the person on the couch. Okay, yes. But you know, anyway, so. You know, she at the end of that year, we were hanging out and having parties, and life was amazing. No kids, mm -hmm. you know. We, her, she had an apartment. I had a, another apartment, and I didn't have a, I didn't even have a bed. I have a, I had a mattress on the floor and a room full of posters on the walls. True, um, like artist, right? No, I'm not an artist. I'm a designer. Uh, In Cuba, that's different. Okay. Actually, you know, okay. it's funny. You know, Peter said, you know, yeah. I'm an artist. I'm like. Yeah, you are. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm more like a strategist, okay. so I can use art, right? And I can illustrate. And if you want me to be an artist, I can be an artist for you. But sure. I'm not really. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, so at the end of the year, uh, Juliana said, "You know what? I'm done. I'm going to South America for a master's in cultural studies. And uh, why did you come with me?" So we went to Quito, South oh, yeah. America. Ecuador, two years, had a kid, and then came to St. Louis uh, because her mother works at the West So the big question is, when did you ask her to go to breakfast? Yeah, the first, <laughs> the first day I saw her. <laughs> now our first date, actually. Okay. And I saw her, and then a week, a week after that, I saw her again, 
and uh, since that minute we didn't you know we went to one place and the next and whatever I ended up it was 4 a.m. I ended up in her apartment and uh, I was like do you want to <laughs> can, we, can we stay until breakfast and he was like no I have a boyfriend get out oh uh, she had a boyfriend at the time she had a boyfriend yeah but the guy was a gentleman and he disappeared so really so he let you cut in, so to speak? I think she let me cut in. She was the mentor, right? She was gotcha. like directing the whole thing. But anyway, so yeah, we end up here in St. Louis and doing great. That's awesome. It's going to be a decade next year. So wow. that's good. I think that's good for interview, right? Yeah. I hope he's happy with it. Yeah. It's weird. It keeps pausing, but... Ah, um, we'll see. Whatever. Yeah. Okay.